the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hi folks, this is Jenny Bulware, manager for Main Street South Carolina, a network of communities across the state committed to creating vibrant, high-quality downtowns. Today we are discussing our statewide Main Street Awards program. Joining me is Jonathan Eirich, director of Main Street Lawrence, and Nathan Sen, mayor of the city of Lawrence. As a technical assistance program of the Municipal Association, Main Street provides an annual Inspiration Award series to celebrate exemplary downtown development projects and programming across the state. These awards are competitive and provide an opportunity to recognize South Carolina's exceptional downtown entrepreneurs, organizations, and preservationists. This year, the City of Lawrence and Main Street Lawrence have been recognized for their Backstreet Park with the Excellence on Main Street Award, the winning submission over all others. Nathan, tell us what this project involved from the beginning stages to its full implementation. Well, the the very beginnings of the park involved two administrations ago. Uh, there, were, there was a dilapidated building that was sitting on the corner of a U.S. highway. Literally, the building had fallen into itself, and um, it was incumbent upon the city at that point to actually have the building torn down. And so um, there weren't any immediate plans to build anything back at that corner. And so uh, it was just sort of turned into an ad hoc park. Just because of the way it was positioned, it wasn't really used a great deal. But after I came into office, we had had a master plan that called for a park space there and working in coordination with Main Street, we decided that it would be a good opportunity for us to recognize the legacy of the African-American-owned businesses that had been located in that area, uh, which we call Back Street around here. And so we moved forward with enclosing that area, putting a, a brick and wrought iron fence, gas lamps on the corner, and sort of both strategically using the area to showcase um, the beauty of our downtown and have a a new welcome sign uh, to our downtown, but also to to showcase the legacy of those businesses. Absolutely, and that particular project, I like that um, it took time. It wasn't something that was done over a weekend. It was a longer process, and I think that's a nod to thoughtful, intentional plans that get layered on one another and they make sense at the time that that you're developing them. Jonathan, describe the role that partnerships played in this project. Well, I think one thing you just mentioned is key to that and how you could see the progression of the park. So as Nathan mentioned, when the building was torn down, um, you know, the city at that time came to Main Street and said, you know, do you have any suggestions for it? And the corner park made the most sense, obviously, because there wasn't a big need. The lot wasn't very large to, to put a new building back. So Main Street came up with some ideas and, and, and had the idea of a pocket park. But again, we could only take it so far, you know. And so then with another administration, there was a, a push to add some seating. And again, that was that was good and that was an, another step forward. But it took the 
new administration coming in and some more partnerships being built to take that in further. So there were partnerships with the CPW, with the gas lanterns. Uh, you know, most of the work that was done there with the city was with local contractors. The brick masons were all local folks. Uh, the the historic fountain that was, you know, refurbished and put back was a, a partnership where we wanted to make sure we were on the same page and Main Street found out that there might be a possibility of that fountain going somewhere else. And that Nathan had already worked on securing that, but we made sure that we were in contact and, you know, working together on that. And then as the city moved forward with the new park and the dedication, the, the partnerships and the inclusion of all other families who dedicated and donated uh, benches and other stuff for the inside, that's how projects in especially small towns get done is through those partnerships and reaching out to, to each other and including more people than just who's maybe sitting around the table initially when things get started. And that approach also allows for more people to feel that they have ownership of it. It's not just a city site, it is everybody's site. Talk about those design concepts, Nathan, that were included in the park. I know, again, the stages of its development varied with the, the actual implements that are there, but tell us what what's part of that project. I go back to what I was saying about the, the location of the park at the corner of US 221 and US 76. It's arguably the most important intersection in town. Um, and so we wanted to make sure whatever design features we had there um, passed what I think Mayor Riley of Charleston called the 50-year test. After going to the Riley Mayor Institute um, for design, that's that's been something that I've tried to uh, apply to everything that we do. Um, so the brick, the gas lanterns, the, the wrought iron are all things that should stand the test of time. The landscaping was actually um, donated by Carol and Randy Davis, just a couple in town that I knew from growing up and going to church with. And I went over to their house and talked to them about the project and um, asked whether they'd be willing to, to actually design it for us, not intending for them to donate it. But they very graciously came up with a design plan. How is that park being used? What kind of activity do you see there? Well, one of the things is we have we see people enjoying lunch there. There's a restaurant right across the street that doesn't have a lot of seating inside. They have some, but they've told me that they have their customers that'll order food and then go sit over there. Uh, it's got the two large swings in it, and I've seen people in the afternoons there swinging, you know, enjoying that. And and again, having that wall and the wrought iron makes it so that you don't feel like you're sitting out in the middle of that intersection. You know, yeah. makes it much more user friendly. Uh, we've also had discussions with our local art group. Uh, the artist coop has talked about maybe doing some plain air painting in the spring and having, you know, their artists set up in there and then those paintings then become an art show. So I think we'll see it used more and more uh, as people get used to it. And the city has, has made it known that it can be used, can be rented or reserved for, you know, receptions, whatever. And so I think you'll see that going forward, that it's going to be used more and more as people realize, you know, what it can be. And that was talking about the design, too. That was one of the key things when the city was doing that, at, that we ask is to put power inside, you know, because you don't ever know when you're going to need it. And, and that's something that you any event that happens in there, they're going to need something plugged in. So to make sure that those, that infrastructure was there was also key in the design and the future use of it. Smart. Also planning ahead, thinking <laughs> about its future uses.
we we sort of structured the park so that the fountain is in the center towards the back uh, as sort of part of the backdrop. And so you can also imagine it like the Rose Garden for the White House where you have seating with a center aisle and sort of an area to hold uh, public events. We've already seen that there's been a wedding out there, which was exciting. And part of what's cool about the design is um, the city just celebrated its 175th birthday. So we planted an oak tree there and, and put a memor uh, memorial marker there. As that oak tree grows over the next next 175 years of the city's life, the character of that park is going to change. It'll be, you know, a shady, uh, cozy spot as opposed to a more open spot like it is now. Yeah, so it will it will change over time exactly. in, a, in a much more um, uh, colorful way too. So preparation for award submissions take time, like grants. Let's talk about that process. What kinds of best practices do you institute here, Jonathan, um, for our awards program? Well, one of the keys is good photos and, you know, doing a chronological um, order sort of of how projects move along. And I think it's important, whether it's a project like this or if you're talking about a volunteer award or what have you, to, to be thinking about that throughout the year and making sure that you're getting those photos ahead of time because showing that progression is important. I mean, you got to show how the things have evolved. Uh, the other thing is making sure that you have the the partnerships again and the support. So the support of the city of the those awards that we send in nominations for, I think is 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 key because um, that shows that it's not just Main Street doing stuff and it's not just Main Street trying to bring recognition to downtown. You know, it's Main Street and the city and then these partners who are doing the work and putting in a lot of the money and sweat equity into the other projects that we were awarded for. Um, that's really what's putting Lauren's, you know, on the map and making things grow and making people more interested in downtown. Yeah, if you don't submit, people don't know about these projects. And so these are exemplary ways for others to say, I can't wait to visit Lawrence, but I also want to think about how to replicate that in my community. Main Street Awards uh, inspire future investments within your community, but they also inspire others to explore projects. What are the benefits of submitting entries? You mentioned that a little bit here, but are there other, are there layers of benefits that you see later on, like six months later even? Well, and, and I'm going to defer a little bit to Nathan on that because I think from the mayor's role, he probably sees it a little more as to how much attention this is bringing. But I can say that I think it's a huge publicity piece for the city. Um, to be nominated, even just to be nominated, but then to receive these awards at the state level. Um, I know when we were given that, there were people that were coming up to us talking about how excited they were for Lawrence. So there's an opportunity for those people to come visit, which then uh, goes into the investments, which I think might be more that Nathan could speak on about how those awards affect that. Yeah, so what does it mean for the city of Lawrence to win these recognitions? If, if I had to put it in one word, I would just sort of say validation, you know. It's my job to be uh, an ambassador for the city of Lawrence. And when we have folks that are coming to town, they're looking to invest here to be able to say, hey, this is a good place to live, a good place to invest. But when you have the sort of validation that comes from Main Street, South Carolina and the Municipal Association saying, uh, we recognize Lawrence as being a leader in this way, um, that sort of helps us back up. <laughs> what the mayor or Main Street may have to say. Uh, it's not just us 
tooting our own horn. This is this is something that others recognize that we're doing. And that momentum, that's also a great demonstration that there there's not inertia here. Things are happening. The Main Street Awards program is a great opportunity to recognize volunteers, investors, partners. Jonathan, in addition to participating in the state awards program, how does the local Main Street program acknowledge um, their, their award recipients? So I think we do here in Lawrence, I think we do a really good job with social media and, and the r- local print media as well. We have a good relationship with our radio stations, online newspapers. So we, I think we do a good job of getting that information out. And our social media, I think, does a really good job of recognizing these awards and recognizing the hard work. And not only with these award winners, but also with other projects, like when we see facade grants being used and we post before and after photos. And then when we have an annual meeting um, for the supporters of Main Street, we typically um, recognize these winners and the ones that we've submitted, even if they didn't win the award, we submitted them and give them a local plaque or whatever from Main Street. But then we also try to recognize a volunteer, which is hard because we have so many good volunteers and it's hard to pick just one, you know. But we do, I think we do a good job uh, of letting the public know how important our volunteers are, and especially our business owners and property owners in downtown. The storytelling that we're doing now, that's a huge part of letting letting the public know about our story in downtown and, and how much these other people are putting in to the, to the work that's going on. Yeah, as a, a nonprofit, with that partnership with the city, it's so important to welcome volunteerism. This podcast is being hosted right here in downtown Lawrence on the historic Courthouse Square, and there's a vibe here that is, you, you can feel it, you can see it, you can hear it. Tell us a little bit more about what's on the horizon with downtown's growth. Well, uh, one of the most exciting things that we've done uh, in downtown Lawrence here recently is um, to begin our Friday Night Live program, um, which is a way that we sort of, oddly enough, were able to step back as a city and a Main Street program um, from our active programming role to be uh, a facilitator and a promoter of what businesses and what communities are doing on their own initiative. And uh, it's really been exciting to see that sort of grow, not just as a a top-down program-led event, but now as sort of a grassroots um, habit that our residents have formed to stay in town rather than heading to another city to spend their money on a Friday night. And of course, you hit the the nail on the head by saying momentum. That just has driven more and more innovation. You see one business that sort of likes what their neighbors are doing or wants to keep up, and so they've they've introduced new elements to their own uh, offerings to the public. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree 100%. It's one of the coolest things I, I do. I'm a resident of downtown. So one of the coolest things to me is to come out now almost any night of the week and see the square full of cars and seeing people walking from our city parking lots that are off the square, walking to downtown Lawrence. Who would have ever thought that they would be <laughs> parking off the square and walking down for an event or just to come downtown and eat or whatever? And so that is is a huge testament to the momentum that we're building here with all these projects and with all the investment. And we see it. We see, you know, families coming down. We see young people coming down. We, we just the gamut, whatever, whoever you name, we can truly say that we are seeing them in downtown Lawrence now on a regular basis.
It's exciting. It's exciting to be in Lawrence. Successful Main Street communities focus on holistic economic development that delivers real results while supporting local growth for long-term success. The Main Street Inspiration Awards provide an opportunity to showcase tangible examples of that focus. Jonathan and Mayor Sen, thank you both for your commitment to continued strategic action and for taking time to share with our listeners. And for our listeners, if you'd like to learn more about Main Street, South Carolina, you can find us on the Municipal Association's website at www.masc.sc. Thank you all for tuning in. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.